Welcome to the Quantum Leadership Podcast, where paradigm-shifting conversations and new thought-provoking perspectives inspire established and emerging leaders to grow. My name is Dora Hainal, and I will be creating a select line of content and resources, along with heart-centered leaders as guests on this show, to offer you a new take on modern leadership. Join in to discover new tools to support you to claim back your authentic power and embody your highest potential in support of a better world. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Quantum Leadership Podcast. My name is Dora Heinal, and today I'm going to be talking about the topic of answering your calling and finding your purpose, the very vehicle that brought this podcast into existence. Well, it's a topic that concerns everyone, and we all pass through periods, sometimes multiple times through our lives, where we ask ourselves the question, what did we come here for? What are we meant to do in this lifetime? The answer sometimes comes easier for some people than others. Sometimes it takes a little realignment to tune into our calling and start acting on it. When someone goes into this level of self-inquiry, usually there are two things present. One, curiosity, or a certain level of discomfort. We often tend to ask ourselves these questions when we reach a level of discontentment with our lives. It all seems to be running on autopilot, every day looking the same. And there's a lack of soulfulness to what we feel and do every day. It often comes with a lack of sense of meaning and drive in our lives. Does it even matter that I'm here and I'm going through this mix of experiences, good and bad, sometimes quite unpleasant? What is the bigger picture to all of this and how can I make sense of it? We often tend to conceptualize our calling as this big thing that we're meant to do or worse, what is meant to be happening to us. So we also put this unnecessary pressure on us while searching for our calling. And right off the bat, it has to be something grand and huge to be validated. It has to involve a level of public recognition or even fame, maybe. And the reason why I said it's even worse when we expect something to happen to us is because it suggests a sense of entitlement where it becomes an expectation that something great is going to happen. And... While it's great to live with positive expectations, the journey of finding our purpose is a journey within. So it's full of inner work, sacrifice and reverence, because this is all about shedding unnecessary layers to our personality and finding our authenticity. And so it's not meant to be about all these external things in the first place. My observation is that there is a misinterpretation of this feeling of greatness that's meant to happen. The energy that we feel behind the concept of our purpose and our calling is actually our very own potential that we can all tap into once we align with the things that really matter to us and we allow these things to take the driver's seat in our lives. What we really sense, in my opinion, behind this energy of greatness is the magnitude of our own highest potential and authentic power. It's a glimpse of what we might become once we decide to be true to ourselves. And this also suggests that we either haven't connected with this higher version of ourselves or we have come into misalignment relative to it. And so our life is in need of some reassessment and recalibration. Am I clear on my values? Am I living and embodying them? Do my everyday actions reflect who I really am and how I see myself? Am I pursuing the things that light me up and give me energy and drive? 
let's also clarify what our purpose is and what it isn't. First of all, more often than not, it isn't your job. To me, it seems more like a frequency that you have accepted to embody in your life. Some examples to this frequency can be the experience of being a parent, a leader, a healer to people, someone that has a strong calling to protect the environment or animals, or even someone who's here to help advance society technologically. You just need to be wired for these things. And it's amazing to see that we are all wired so differently depending on what our calling is in life. So there can be an overlap with your job and your purpose, as long as your job allows you to experience the qualities related to this specific frequency. But I would not suggest that you put so much focus on finding the perfect job that will help you deliver what you're called to do. Because with this logic, you might be discrediting a lot of great job opportunities that are otherwise perfect means to support you and your family and also potentially give you resources and time next to it to do other activities that are in line with your purpose. So based on this, you can see that your purpose is something that has to be very specific and personal to you. This also suggests that no one can really define this for you and only you can feel into what it is. And it might not be something you need to do. It might actually be something that you need to be or that you need to become. This concept of becoming is often underlooked because we still tend to attribute more meaning and value to doing something as opposed to just being and embodying a certain frequency and then radiating it outside to the world. And I would argue that the latter is equally important. Most of the time, we tend to be so self-absorbed that we forget just how much of an impact we can have and we do have, in fact, on our community. By becoming a better version of you who is standing in their full power, this can be an incredibly inspirational and transformative experience for others around you. Because just by doing this, you also give permission to others to do so. You can never know how many people around you have also been waiting to shed the layers of their old identity, but because they would not see others around them doing the same, they shy away from it as well. I will also take this to a whole new level and say that your purpose, just like you, is constantly evolving. This is not a one-off exercise, more like a continued act of tuning in with yourself and with the universe. The universe and we as part of it are in constant evolution. When people say the only constant is change, it could not be more true. So we got to embrace that there is no end state. There is only constant movement and evolution. And I do not believe in the conditioning that society has given people when they're striving to achieve a certain status or a certain age beyond which they get to relax and chill. That is not in line with the nature of how this universe actually works. As long as you are living and breathing, you are being called to evolve. This is a huge paradigm shift. And if someone's first reaction to this is, oh no, I got to keep grinding and continue working endlessly. Yes, but remember one element, which is when you're living from your highest purpose, it no longer feels like work. It loses that heaviness to it and it becomes an energetic exchange where you devote your time and energy, leave behind your false beliefs and identity that no longer serve you, and in return you receive the blessing of purposefulness, that deep contentment and gratitude that you get to serve something greater than you in line with your highest potential. 
And this is how you get rid of the burden of having to work. And if you fall under the category of the people whose job has got nothing or very little to do with their calling, through this lens, you can tap into the frequency of gratitude for having this job that you're doing that enables you to dedicate resources to your calling. And I also think that gratitude is actually a really big indicator that you're on the right track. Once you start feeling more and more gratitude for the job that you're able to do on a daily basis, whether it's your true calling or just an enabler, it really shows that you're off to something meaningful. And for those people who listen and say, well, why would my purpose involve having to do any kind of job? Not necessarily. I do believe that there is a subset of people who are called to experience life in a very different way, maybe on the more passive receiving end. And I think that also exists and it does exist for good reasons. But the key differentiating factor here is authenticity. Is this really authentic to you, your calling and your highest potential to sit on the bench, enjoy the breeze, enjoy the sound of the birds and relax? Because if that's a yes, more power to you. But I actually believe that for the majority of people, myself included, doing some form of work is actually a very important part of our lives, despite that looking like a burden to us sometimes. I think that the key here is whether the job that you do is aligned with your purpose and what is your attitude towards it, because intention, attitude, intentionality are really key to calling in a higher frequency to be able to embody it and then transcend the experience of doing work into something far more meaningful than grinding for money. I believe that by looking at it through the right lens, you will find a lot of purpose in virtually anything that you do, as long as you keep connected to yourself and ask yourself these questions sometimes. And yes, there are some extreme work circumstances out there in society that no one should be subjected to. But I think that for the average person who lives and works under normal circumstances from a conscious spiritual perspective, doing any kind of work is actually a very transformative experience to the human psyche. We really need to measure ourselves against some sort of physical, mental, emotional challenge in order to be able to grow. And even though it might sound controversial, but almost any job is suitable for anyone to evolve their consciousness, to evolve their spirituality, if they are able to have the right mindset and the right attitude towards doing that job. Strangely enough, our minds and us as a result tend to expand far more under some sort of pressure as opposed to just by resting and relaxation. My point in all of this is once you can elevate your personal experience to a point where you have an idea of where you're heading to, you get to look at these everyday experiences through a whole different lens. Maybe some petty behavior at work that you're experiencing is actually helping you to learn to set healthy boundaries and become the leader that you've envisioned yourself to be. And by evolving in the midst of all of this, by coping differently, by changing your experience from within, you end up elevating your life. And this is what I would describe as the compounding effect of daily actions taken from that state of alignment that I have spoken about. And this is one of my key messages to you. 
So do not abandon yourself in the process of looking for yourself. And even if your personal assessment is that your job and life circumstances are not congruent with your purpose and where you're heading to in your life, notice that it's not necessarily the job that is a problem, more like the frequency of that specific place or people around you that could be on the opposite spectrum of the frequency that you're looking to embody. Notice whether the relationship dynamics around you are genuine and supportive or whether there is an element of manipulation, heaviness and jealousy to those relationships. And I am saying this because people have a tendency to be wanting to throw away their life completely once they get a glimpse into a different future that they could have. And I believe that the key to manifesting this new vision is that we utilize the tools and gifts that we have instead of waiting for external salvation. So how can you start pivoting with the tools that you have so that you step on the path of embodying your highest potential without causing massive disruption in your life? By using discernment, you will be able to decide whether your current circumstances are simply challenging in a way that by solving your challenges, you can alchemize the situation and fundamentally change it, or whether you find yourself in a situation that is purely destructive and the only way forward is out. And do check in with yourself whether the actions that you're about to take really feel aligned or whether there is a chance that you are sabotaging yourself in any way. When I check in with myself to decide how to move forward in the face of any difficulty that I'm experiencing, I always ask myself the question, am I deciding out of power or out of fear? Deciding out of power is seeing your challenges and noticing your fear and hesitation and still moving forward despite them because you know that you have the tools that you need in order to solve your problems. You're always being given the tools that you need right where you are, but you can only see and effectively use all the gifts that your life and current circumstances have given you if you do not despise them. Despising and discrediting our old life and current ways of being is rejecting part of who we are, while what we actually got to do is to embrace all of what we are right now and what our life has taught us so far and use it as the foundation to build on. So instead of starting off by escaping, use everything that you have as the foundation and grounding for your next chapter, because otherwise you will be discrediting vital aspects of who you are instead of capitalizing on them. I believe that authentic creation stem from standing in our authentic power and not from fear and escapism. Answering your calling is an act of creation, and so it's important that you are mindful about the frequencies that you are invoking to create the next chapter in your life. If you are looking to create something out of fear and running away from the discomfort that you have in your current life, those elements will return in your new life because you've remained connected to those frequencies. So it's better to sit with your discomfort and address the reasons behind it rather than escaping from them. So how can you actually tell when you're living your purpose? The easiest way to tell is that any kind of work that you do that's aligned with your purpose doesn't feel like work anymore. It's a great indicator to know that you're living your purpose when you feel joy and often find yourself in a flow state while doing something. It's that familiar feeling when time and even your concept of self disappears 
and you fully dedicate yourself to something. This either indicates that what you're doing in these specific moments is directly linked to your purpose or that it might be in some way enabling it. In fact, you are the one who feels grateful that you get to do the work and you get to serve. If you look at it from an energetic perspective, I believe that the joy of being able to serve a higher purpose is one of the highest vibrational feelings that you get to experience. It's important to know that the most successful people on this planet who support humanity with what they do in a positive way all continue to work far beyond the point where they have achieved complete financial and existential freedom. And I believe that this is the reason behind it. Once you become the master of your life, the reward that will truly touch your soul ends up being some form of service to others and humanity. It's not uncommon that once you tap into your purpose and start dedicating time and energy to it, you might notice that your productivity increases significantly. Oddly enough, you will feel that you're able to get done a hundred times more than in any other line of work that you may have done previously because it really matters. And that's your body's way of confirming it to you that you are now living in alignment with yourself. And here's a pot of energy for you to use to live your purpose. To be more accurate, living in alignment means that you truly live in the present moment. You are exactly where you're meant to be and you do exactly what you're meant to do. This is also often referred to as the flow state. Everything collapses and only the present moment remains. And what really no one tells you is that you only have access to the full spectrum of your life force in the present moment. And to me, this was such a beautiful lesson to learn. You will find yourself in your best physical, mental, emotional, and most productive state when you live in alignment. There it is. Waking up early, drinking your morning healthy smoothie to be in prime shape for your day job that ends up draining you for the best of the day doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But what does work again is showing up to your job every day knowing that it supports you while you're still figuring out the way to fully living your purpose. This works and I can tell you why is because you are already living your purpose when you live your life with this level of intentionality and authenticity. The inner narrative, the why, is very important. It takes away the burden and the mundanity of the things that you do. To me, knowing that my job supports my life mission, my passion projects, and helps me reach goals that are true to me and thus an authentic part of my journey completely shifts the energy of my day. Not to mention that you pull yourself out of victimhood, basically. What you are doing is no longer an obligation, but a choice. You see, this is how you get to call back your power. Without the slightest negative disruption done to your life, you can shift your energy completely. And this shift is what will propel the external shifts as well. Basically, what happens is, as you raise your vibration right where you are, it will no longer be congruent with many things that are currently a part of your life. So change is inevitable, and it will come in subtle increments. There is a very specific frequency to this dance with life. It's effortless, it involves deep, unconditional trust, and removes all expectations about the whens and the hows. At this point, you are standing in the frequency of your future and you simply allow it to manifest itself in your life. 
having an open mindset is key in this process because in order to reach different outcomes, you need to be open to allow different perspectives to unfold by following your inner guidance and making different decisions throughout your day. Now, what are the ways that you can support yourself to find your calling and actually manifest it in your life? My best advice for you to start with is to see and acknowledge the power of your daily actions. I genuinely believe that we are all subjected to the same universal laws that organize our lives. And by this definition, there is no magic tool that you need to have access to in order to achieve things in your life. We are all being given exactly what we need in every moment. And one initial mistake that people tend to fall into is to think that there is an external circumstance that is holding them back or an external condition that they need to meet or achieve in order to step on this journey. Everything starts with you right where you are. And every action that you take and every thought that you have has the potential to get you closer to your self-actualization. And these all have a compounding effect that adds up over time. This is another beautiful way of taking back your power to acknowledge that it's available to you in every moment. At this point, I need to call out something. No matter what your goals in life are, the work that you'll need to do to achieve them will almost always involve working with your body, whether to learn how to nourish it better, create a better balance for it, become fitter, or even to work through some past trauma that has been stored in the body. There is no separation of any aspect of your life from your body. The mind, body, and heart connection is one of the fundamentals that you will need to shift in your physical reality for any of what I have just said to actually work for you. There is no separation between what you think, what you feel, and what you do, because what you think and feel will affect your physiology and the other way around. The physical experiences that you put your body through will affect your brain chemistry and emotional states. Did you know that there are more neural pathway tracks going from the body to the brain than the other way around? Your body is a powerful tool to create your reality when you use it the right way. So I'm going to be talking about this more in detail in the next podcast coming out very soon. On that note, my second tip for you is to create space and time for you to connect with your intention of finding your purpose and to learn to listen when you've received guidance. Again, no one can tell you what your purpose is and what it looks like. You need to discover it yourself. The way to achieve that is through creating an active receiving channel for this information to come through. Journaling can help a lot in this process, so consider trying it. I'm not a big journaler, but every time when I do journal and I do write down my thoughts, I'm always taken aback by how much wisdom and interesting information can come through when I'm willing to make time to receive it. I also need to talk about values. Your personal values, the things that are deeply important to you, are such an important part of having a spiritual backbone as a person. To have values is to have clarity about who we are and what is important enough for us that we are willing to sacrifice things for it. If that's not the case, if you're not ready to give up other things to make sure you get to hold on to what's important to you, it isn't a value. It's merely a virtue signal from my perspective. So your values, once you've identified them, will guide you towards your purpose. I think that the two are strongly intertwined, actually. 
One of my personal values, for example, is freedom. Every day I live, breathe, and walk with the idea of having increasingly more freedom in my life and to enable others to do the same. It's become such a strong emblem for me personally that it literally is the biggest guiding principle to everything that I do. So a well-chosen set of values will have this power over you and your life to help you transform both, actually. Another important tool to work with when looking for your purpose and trying to embody it is consistency. Putting your intention out there, taking a moment to listen to your intuition, and taking micro-actions every day that are aligned with what feels true and resonate with you have an incredible compounding effect in the long run. When you master the art of consistency, it will also help you deal with your inner resistance. Just like with building a new habit, creating a new way of being requires perseverance. And it's not just about being able to stand the test of time. Resistance will likely show up in all kinds of ways that you can imagine. The reason for this is that our conscious mind, our ego, has likely never experienced that specific new way of being which we're looking to create and embody. It's a crisis situation for our conscious mind to having to deal with this because the change that's required to live your purpose will likely shake your identity fundamentally. It doesn't matter how much you want and look for this change to take place. You only have an embodied experience of life as you have known it up until this point. Something new can only be born from something that has to be transformed or perish. The bigger the identity shift that awaits us at the end of this process, the more we will need to experience what we call an ego death. Part of our personality is no longer congruent with how we are today and where we're heading to, so we need to shed it like old skin. And typically what our ego, that which has to partially die, will try to do at this point is to resist the process. Our ego is our identity, and the stronger we have carved out a specific identity to be, the bigger this transformation is going to feel like. And beware that not having any identity, seemingly, is an identity in and of itself. So it's not just about letting go. It can also be more like an opening where you have already created or maintained some empty space for these new elements to come in and reshape you, but letting it all in takes as much work and courage. And with that, my final tip for you today is to practice courage as much as you can. It was a beautiful epiphany when it first hit me that it takes perhaps more courage to embody who you really are than staying in your old ways. Authenticity will always come at a higher cost because it involves undoing a lot of what has been built up perhaps over a lifetime. I think that fear and the lack of courage are the number one reason for people to never step on the path of personal development. Stepping into your purpose and highest potential and carving out a new way of living comes with a lot of unknowns without a specific guaranteed outcome. What I can guarantee will happen, however, is that discovering who you really are and your authentic self-expression will become your number one priority to nurture and cherish once you get a taste of what it's like to live your purpose. Thanks for listening to the Quantum Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the follow button to get notified about the next release. I would also love to connect with you and hear your feedback. 
Share your comment below and let me know what you found interesting in today's episode or head over to the show notes to find more ways to get in touch. Thank you and until next time.